everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. I think it's working now. I absolutely think it's working now. Praise the tech lords. Praise tech Jesus. And um, 50 bonus points if you know my reference to tech Jesus. Oh, gee. Getting everything up and running at the rate I was and starting early, I should I should have known. Shouldn't have known that. But anywho, um... Yeah. <laughs> God. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 534. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ori Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. I'm Wild Spice. And how is everybody doing tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, Tired yeah. as hell. Yeah, I I actually agree. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Cold. <laughs> what did you just say? Cold. Cold. Yes. I I I completely understand. No, I, I completely understand, and I feel your pain. Believe you me. See, if you if you if you have been a long time follower watcher of the show, you know that these sheets are familiar. I put these sheets up during the summertime so I can keep whatever central air is in here while I stream or else I will roast to death. Now it's the total opposite. It's like 23 degrees outside. My heater is here running in the background keeping this area of the studio warm. But if I happen to open this, the heater will drop down to 59 degrees and it'll be cold in here. It's a nice balmy 64 and I can't complain for right now. But on the plus side, at least it'll hit like 65 degrees by the end of the week. Oh, yeah. Oh, Take your vitamin C, folks. <laughs> I've, and I, your allergy meds. <laughs> I I have taken a crap ton of um of meds this whole since God knows when. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of the cold, too. I, I think we all are, because not for nothing. I actually went looking for a peacoat with a hoodie. And a friend of mine got one at the uh, Rockaway Mall. So I asked a friend of mine to go check the same place for them. All gone. So now I have to go looking on Amazon. Only because I'm tired of wearing my trench coat. As much as I love it, when I strap in, I feel like it's battle armor. It's like, I just, I'm just missing my blade at my side and that's it. Plus, those things don't really insulate all that well. Yeah. Well, I see that. I'm not even worried about that because I'm warm enough as it is. It's 23 degrees out. It's a brisk 10-minute walk from my house to the subway. I'll be all right. As long as it's not that polar vortex, we good. I have an hour drive with no heat. Ooh. Yeah. What, the heat in your car is busted? Yeah. Oh. Everyone, everyone hit F in the chat. <laughs> I... 
have to commute from the bedroom to the basement. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Tony Soprano's mom, oh, poor you. <laughs> it's cold down here, so well, I, yeah, I, I, I get it. You're you're wearing your coat and your and your and your and your beanie. I I totally get it. But what's 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 kind of fucked up is as cold as it is now. I think it's supposed to come up. It's supposed to hit, go up to forty six tomorrow. I, I'm going to wake up at a pool of sweat, and the heater's going to tick in at seventy two. I'm just gonna be like. You know, <laughs> and, and it has happened more than once. I'm just like son of a bitch. Oh man, I thought the groundhog didn't see his shadow. Anywho, despite the hiccups and the, all of that, we're here. We got, we're got, we're on the train. Let's just hope it doesn't derail. So, anywho, before we get into um. How was week and how was days? Well, let you all know, uh, we are live tonight, week of February 15th, uh, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. Um, don't forget, February 15th is also a very important date. It's Half Price Candy Day. Yeah, all the candy sucked, though. Yeah, because all the good shit's gone by, like, the day before Valentine's. Yeah, I was very disappointed when I went in to Rite Aid today and there was, like, no candy. I'm kind of lucky. The one by me has decent stuff, so I get lucky around the holidays. Since I got to pick up my meds tomorrow, I'll swing by and see what they got. And the best part... I still have to wait for uh, Easter to get my favorite candy, the uh, Cadbury Mini Eggs. Ah. I think for me, like, what's well, kind of luck. One positive side of having a half of apartment, ice cold. I can just put all the I can put all the candy and chocolates like right on my kitchen counter, and it'll and it'll stay cold. It'll stay solid, so I can't complain that much, you know. Yeah, they're so much better when they're frozen, especially the peanut butter cups. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, definitely. And there's talk of a groundhog that died. I know Puckswani. Phil died years ago, and they put another one in. I know Staten Island Chuck also died, and they replaced him with another one, so. Groundhogs only last about uh, three to six years. The one in Jersey is the one that died, and died like two or three days before the season, which, unfortunately, right. they they basically said that they didn't have a replacement because groundhogs hibernate. Typical and Jersey. You know, you know, that's a bad omen. <laughs> Not really. It's New Jersey. It should have been like, so what else is new? Well, it's not like the, the gopher. Gopher. Uh, it's not like the groundhog owed money to the mafia or something. Knowing Jersey. It is Jersey. <laughs> I mean, come. Ugh. I mean, come on. Side note: If you saw the Chevy Silverado Sopranos commercial on this during the Super Bowl, I'm a just saying. I'm a just saying. That was a damn good commercial. Yes, it was. And I just want to say, HBO, 
Don't you ever do that shit again. Don't you ever get get me all hyped for a new Sopranos series just to find out it's a damn commercial. I, I was listening I was listening to the radio. The person that directed the opening sequence yeah. for the Sopranos was the same person that did that commercial. They recorded everything in January. And it took them like four days. And he purposely made everything line up point to point to point. See, what was funny was I'm watching a commercial. I'm like, yes, yeah, wait, they're showing the insides of the car. No, no, no. <laughs> what a tease. I know. Them cock teasing bastards, you know. But um, as Cia DeBerry says, the halftime show was prime TRL flashbacks for me, okay? Uh, let's not even get into that, because despite the halftime show being great for everybody, there is yet another rift between the Gen Xers and the Millennials about the halftime show. And not for nothing, I, I, I threw some shade about that because that's exactly how I feel. And we'll just move that right along. So Yeah, the boomers yeah. said this show sucks. The millennials said, who the fuck are these people? And the Gen Xers are like jamming out. No, and then the boomers are like, no, no. The millennials are like, Kendrick, 50 Cent, yo. Gen Xers are like, hold up. Hold up. Give me my Reebok for a second. <laughs> and the Gen Xers are like Snoop, Mary, Dre, Eminem. They walked so that Kendrick and Co. can run. Know your stay in your lane, millennials. Stay in your lane. That's basically what it was. But enough about that. I could go on about that, but that's not why you you're here, okay? So anywho, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, I got paid today. Ka-ching. And I, you know, you were right about all the overtime I was working, helping mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's finally, I'm finally glad to be back with my uh, new computer setup. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we talked about this uh, a couple times. Basically, uh, Ari came over two weekends ago, and we rebuilt his computer. We uh, had to go, like we had- The only thing that you kept were the uh, the hard drives. Yeah, um, yeah. We replaced the motherboard. We replaced the processor. Took out the extra the sound card for the capture card. Replaced the case because nothing would because the cool the AIO wouldn't fit in there. But it's a beastly looking box. Oh, and Ari, it's you, a bread box. Yeah. I call it the bread box. That believe it or not, those types of mis- cases are what people call them. Uh, don't forget, Wild Spice still has a bread box. And that's what she—that's what she used to stream on. Well, uh, that's what I will be using to stream. And I have to say, you know, I tried a couple—I tried a game or two earlier on in this new mm-hmm. thing, uh, which was you know like chuggy and you know jittery. The last like on my old machine, mm-hmm. how it played on this one was just like Mwah. chef's kiss. I would, yeah. I, All the I chef's kiss. I logged on to a MTG Arena, which I hadn't played in a while, so I just got a whole bunch of uh, promo cards loaded into my mm-hmm. case, especially with uh, the new set coming out, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And I had talked about this, well, I sent a link to this in the uh, chat earlier, 
I laughed my ass off when I when I saw the card previews, and one of the cards' name is "You Are Already Dead." <laughs> Although the flavor text doesn't say what, you know. So, you know, take what you can get. Still, you know. Uh, but hopefully, when I uh, get get you know the get you know the second monitor set up, mm-hmm. so I can get what is it OBS or yeah. something else. To mm-hmm. use. You know, once I get all that up and running, I'll be able to stream a lot more easily now. Yeah. And especially with the the new Final Fantasy VI remaster coming out, I'm so hyped for that. Yes. Oh, and I just realized I forget to I forgot to hit the recording button in OBS, but it's okay. Once the show is over, I'll just pull it from Twitch's servers and be like, figure it out. Anyhow. You did that last week too, didn't you? No. No, I threw it up there as is. I figured out what the problem was. Why? Or, or I'll get I'll get into that on my turn. Marco John, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not horrible. Uh, we did end up um moving the new kitten into my office uh, because she was not doing well having the entire expanse of the house to herself. Um, she's never been out of the shelter. Uh, she was brought, you know, as a very, very young kitten to the shelter. So it kind of freaked her out to uh, be given that much freedom. Was did, So she's... Hmm? Did, the, did the cat have that facial expression from the meme of the cat seeing all the snow? Is this cocaine? Lots of cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually... Um, she... She took to hiding and mm. uh, just I was afraid that she wasn't going to eat, that she wasn't going to, you know, get back to use the litter box because she was hiding. Right. So um, we did find her. She was actually hiding in my bar. Um, That's so definitely your cat. Here. Huh? So that's... she's already getting acclimated to the place. No, that no, that's just proof that that's that's Mako-chan's cat. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, so she's been in here now for about a week. Um, it took her a while to actually start even just exploring this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, she still hides when I'm in it. She still hides when she hears loud noises. But um, she has been coming out. I've, you know, she's eating. She's going to the bathroom. She's doing what she needs to do. Uh, she has been on the bed relaxing and I can tell that just because there's cat hair and things like that all over it. Mm. So uh, I at least know that she is not permanently staying under the bed. Uh, I'm just hoping that, you know, in the next couple of weeks she will lose her skittishness and actually, you know, come out when I'm in here. Um, The problem is I can't have Damien come in here. So, Since I've been in the office tonight, he has been running through the rest of the house, yowling, um, wondering where the hell I am. So, yeah, not not a very happy Damien at this point. Where are you? (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, it's it's bad enough that he has separation anxiety. So I come home from work and he's like, oh, my God, you're home. Oh, my God, you're home. It's it's like having a puppy. He's just right there, and he's like, meow, meow, meow. 
so he's, he's very glad to see you. He mm-hmm. is. He is. Um, so I, I got to sit down and I ate and relaxed a little bit. And then I basically left him alone again. And he's not happy with me because of that. Because as soon as I'm done on here, I have to go to bed because I have work in the morning. Speaking of, my phone um, went through an upgrade. I have Android. went through uh, a system upgrade. Mm -hmm. And ever since that system upgrade, my alarm clock on my phone has randomly not gone off. So... Um, Uh (laughs) this morning was the second time that Damien had to wake me up, uh, so that I would not be late for work. Um, so he actually woke me up this morning around the same time that I would actually be getting out of bed. So, yeah. Wait, so, 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 and it wasn't like the first time he did it. He actually woke me up the first time my alarm didn't go off. But um, he actually needed food at that point. So I think he was just hungry and realizing I wasn't getting out of bed. All right. So so you mean to t- tell me after you got your update, which I also got, the alarm clock stopped working. So Damien is waking you up. Yeah, that sounds kind of sus to me. What, that Damien wakes me up? Yeah, when the alarm clock doesn't. It's like when the alarm clock doesn't work, Damien does. Um, cats are, they have a routine. Um, yeah, they're very regimented. When, when I was in high school, my mother would wake me up and because she didn't have to be to work right away, she would actually lay down in the living, in the living room. And my cat Rizzo, um, she would actually wake my mother up around the time that my mother would normally have to get up and start getting ready for work. Every single day. Well, yeah. So uh, the the cats can you know get used to that. No, I know, I know. My my cat did that. He would just plop his his fat body right on my nose. It's like, all right, I'm up, I'm up. It's like, yeah, best way to wake me up, cut off my my air supply. But I'm just saying, with all the stuff that's going on, it's like as if Damien's trying to get back your good graces or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So now I've got to figure out which app to use so that it doesn't do that except that every app now that I've been looking at says the same thing that a week ago when the phone updated all of their apps stopped working see the one app that I use I don't use it unless we're at a convention because my computer is on all the time I have Winamp to wake my my, my ass up so I'm good yeah. yeah well my computer is not in my room true Wild Spice, how was your week? How was your day? How was your month? How have you been? I've been good. Um, Canceled two conventions. (laughs) So that was fun. Um, I was supposed to go to MAGFest, but Mm -hmm. I decided not to go. I skipped. I was also supposed to go to KatsuCon this weekend, but I also decided to skip. So I will be at ZenkaiCon. But yeah, just been busy with work. And figuring out what I'm doing for ZenkaiCon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of the masquerade judges, so yay. <laughs> um, so just figuring that out. And yeah, streaming. That's my life. Mm. <laughs> All right, say it, pay the bills, but let's be real here. <laughs> 
It pays for the it pays for the the one the one snack we eat on stream. Deborah. <laughs> uh see the beery says Amelia meows at me every morning when it's time for me to get up and I can snooze her kind of. But there's a point where that stops working. <laughs> so my weekend day has been pretty good, you know, going to work back and forth. Uh, like I said, the company I work for bought another company, so we're getting them ready. So we had to work with some of the new users today, and I was talking offline, you know, with the with the crew, you know, how much of a pain in the ass working with Max about that, you know. So that's all said and done. And I figured out what may have happened with last week's uh, stream. Um, if y'all remember... Um, those times where the audio would cut out. Now, here's the thing about Adobe Audition. If it, if the audio device cuts out, it just stops. Because it doesn't know what to do. Whereas OBS, it's like, the show must go on. So that's why on the podcast and on the, and on the video, there's like audio gaps. Because what can you do? So I figured out most likely this was the culprit. This USB 2.0 cable. For those of you who don't know, I have a penchant for braided cables. So I buy a new device. I have a braided cable for it. Most of the time, braided cables are more durable and they last longer. Plus, most of the places I order them off of um, Amazon have a lifetime warranty. So I can contact them for a replacement. So I'm like, you know what? This is gold plated. I'll use this on the mixer. And it, and the thing is, it kept cutting out for a few weeks while we weren't streaming, so I didn't think too much about it till last week. So I was like, "Well, damn, it's either the USB port, the cable, or the mixer." And I was like, "I hope it's not the mixer because that's like two hundred bucks." But so far, so good. No cuts out or nothing. So yeah. Um. The hell was that? What was that? Me oh. trying to set up my alarm so that I uh, wake up tomorrow. Sorry <laughs> about that. Well, next time, let us know you're going to do a guitar riff like that, Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> I Bop thought she was setting up... A, space. I thought she was pulling back a Hot Wheels right next to the microphone. No. Sorry, my sound was just, you know, all the way on. <laughs> <laughs> so I see someone in chat went to OhioCon instead of KatsuCon this year. Yeah, Gina Brick won. Yeah, she's a she's a long time participant of the show so you know it's good to see her in the sh in the chat so i know a few friends went to ohio con that's the con i've been wanting to go to but it'll eventually happen so i went once in 2007 yeah well maybe next year long time ago <laughs> well maybe next year we'll plot we'll, we'll plot and go you know because i'm i'm kind of done with cat too it's like I don't have any ill will towards it. It's just that I just don't want to go through the rigmarole of all of that. It's just, it's gotten a little bit too big for its britches. That and every Babby cosplayer thinks they're going to become uh, famous if they go. So, especially the ones who buy their costumes and not make them. If anyone is going to KatsuCon this weekend in chat, be careful, stay safe, Vitamin C, and stay hydrated, and mask all up. the basic things. Huh? Everything in a, a mask up, yes, but, is expensive you know. as fuck. Yeah. Make sure you make sure you take care of yourself regardless. Like please don't um don't like spend the con be like, I'm gonna miss stuff. No. Please take care, take of, care your, of your 
take care of yourself and each other and yes. don't book back to back photo shoots. You'll miss the, you'll miss the con. This has happened to people that I know. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No. Um that basically has been it. Things have been pretty good. Work's going good. I, I can't complain too much. Um, right now, I'm specking out parts because I have Ari's older PC components. I'm finally going to build that massive NAS server so I can have a better backup of my files and have a dedicated section for streaming and stuff. So, you know, it's all good. Uh, we'll get into some housekeeping real quick. Um, if uh, There we go. There we go with the delay. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, Surface. <laughs> Um, let me grab this real quick here. Uh, don't forget, uh, every episode of Anime Jam Session, um, uh, from last year to now is available on YouTube, right? If you miss any old ep episodes after two weeks, you can head on over to, uh, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Click on the link, uh, Podcast VODs, and all the episodes are there. And don't forget to swing by the pro shop at vognetwork.com slash shop. Awesome VOG merchandise, shirts, mugs cozies all that cool stuff definitely check that out and don't forget we have um upcoming conventions and just please remember the list of these conventions can change at any different time due to the pandemic the COVID 19 numbers and so forth so you know just so you know we will be at uh zenkai con march 25th to the 27th at lancaster pennsylvania and i don't know about the others but i will be at RetroCon September 24th to the 25th at Oaks uh, Convention Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Wild Spice, you should join me. I don't know. I have to see what I'm doing. I might have, um, we're going, like, I'm picking up back on weddings. So we got mm. some weddings going on. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, and I realized that weekend might, might be the same weekend as our normal uh, trip to the uh, Seaside Heights for barbecue. So, I will... that's if they do barbecue yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. If they definitely do it, I will not be there because I'm not missing a chance to get, to meet Venus Terzo and get my Ronmo and have art book autographed. Oh, if you're a cosplayer, I'll be at a Zenkai Con doing photo shoots. So, oh, Steph, that reminds me. I gotta pick up another um, speed light, and I'm actually investing in a new camera. I am getting the... For your computer? No. No. Oh. Photography camera. No, taking photos camera. Yes. <laughs> I am looking at getting the Canon M50, so... The best part is it uses the same batteries as my SL1, and I just need yeah. a, a lens adapter, and that's it, because let's be real. I look at the prices of new lenses that I use for this camera. It's like double the price. So I'm just like, yeah, no, that's not happening. But I get it. Anywho, uh, this is Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk more about our geekier aspects of our weekend day. So, Ari, what you got? Uh, <clears throat> I figured I'd ask everybody in the chat, you want to see what the new rig looks like? Yeah. Okay, it's, uh, I still haven't found a proper place for it because uh, I haven't got, I'm getting, I plan on getting all new uh, furniture for both, you know, my desk and my mm -hmm. bedroom. So, you know, new, like new bed, new, I, I'm basically well overdue for it. So here's the uh, bread box itself. 
And in there, you see the. Uh, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> you can see the. Uh, what is that? The what's that, that part? Not the. That's the, that that that's the AIO. That's the um. I don't want. That's the fan. That, that oh. That's the pump. Cooling unit. That's the pump. That's, yeah, the pump. Yeah, what and, you uh, see certainly. Of, uh, yeah. Because of IQ and Corsair, I can just click one of the mouse buttons and switch profiles. So, you know, I got the Boros colors there. <laughs> Look, I don't put up. I don't put up all ho- the Corsair. Look, I don't put up uh, holiday co- uh, holiday stuff anymore, really. But when the holidays roll around, I just changed the the-, the Corsair theme on my computer to Christmas colors. So that's what I do. But hey, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I'm glad you are. So, uh, Mako Chan. Yes. Who's your friend? Um, one of my favorite black mages. Mm. And uh, yeah, so um, I'm just trying to uh, open up the collection a little bit and show right. you some of the stuff. So this is one of the, I believe, uh, it was a line collaborated through coca-cola and final fantasy um so i do have a couple of pieces from that uh from a friend that was in japan uh who found them secondhand and sent me a couple of them this is one of them um i do have a tendency to like the black mages in the final fantasy series um so i have lulu who is one of my favorite black mages from the series I know that I showed off Vincent, um, who's technically the Black Mage of that series, sort of. And then I do have a Vivi as well. Um, But I had Lulu, and she was readily available, and so I'm showing her off. Nice. And it does look like the... um, Q by the Sea is in the Seaside Heights calendar, and it is set for the 17th and 18th. Oh! Nice. So, you are lucky. Verily. However, I don't know what's going on because I have to dog sit at some point one weekend in September. Mm. So, yay! Anyway... (laughs) I know the dog sitting struggle. <laughs> yeah. All day earlier. All right. What you got there? Oh, wild spice. Okay. I'm going to pull an Ari and take off, take my camera. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm in my new setup in the basement. So I've got a bunch of figures. So we got. The... You can only show, you can just pick one and just roll with it. You know, No, I'm just showing okay, you cool. and I have all my figures up here. And then in the back there, um, I'll grab it real quick. I have a Twitch sign I got made. Um, it was actually an oops somebody made. So mm-hmm. see, it's got a little, it's made out of resin and stuff, but it has, um, it has wild spice on the bottom, but it was an oops with the actual thing. Mm-hmm. So I got it cheaper than, a little bit cheaper than the person makes them for. She just threw my name on it and yeah. 
That's cool. It's nice. Looks like I have to steal the Twitch font and add it to my collection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm caught up with uh, my dress up darling. You know, I'm really enjoying that series. It's basically the cosplay anime, and all cosplayers should watch it. There was some drama that popped up about that, but let me just say this. Cosplay is for everybody. Cosplay however you want and just have fun with it. And that's all that really matters. So, Preach. <laughs> caught up with Demon Slayer. That was really good. And I'm not sure if I showed off this uh, Hatsune Miku figure. Uh, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Hatsune Miku. I mean, I played the games and I have a couple of them. It's just not really my cup of tea. I But there are some things I do like. There are, there are a couple of figures that's that's my my aesthetic that I enjoy. Like the '50s Hatsune, where she's dressed as a '50s roller girl working in a diner. And nice. I've got this one here. Um, it's her wearing a Chinese style dress, you know. And I I thought it was really cute. I really liked the outfits. So I was like, you know what? I'll definitely pick that up. So I did. I think there is another one that's sitting in my uh, cart I have to actually pull the trigger on. But what's interesting is that, I'm going to tell you this, if you collect figures and, you buy, and you're going to buy them off of Amazon, keep tabs on them because they will sell out and then when you go to buy it, it's literally gone. Like, that figure was gone when I went to buy it. I had to go to Amazon Japan to buy it and that ran me 60 bucks. And if you remember a few weeks ago, the Yohane figure that I got from Japan, that was $150 brand new. And if you go on eBay, it's going as high as $400. My friends found it brand new in the box for $150, and I didn't even have to pay for shipping. I was just like, bless. So, you know. Figures get pricey. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and you know what sucks? It's like, when you... You, start, you watch a, an older anime from like a few from a couple of years back. You're like, you know what? I want the figures, and you go looking for them. And you just see how outrageously priced they are, and you're just like, well, like I started watching Fate Stay Night, the whole all of them. I'm like, you know what? I need a couple of Fate figures. I go look, and I'm just like, well, you know. But thankfully, how popular Fate is, Tokyo Otaku Mo gets restocks of certain characters. So I was like, you know what? That's not bad. But I, I will say this: I am surprised about about the, about the, about the Rosin Maiden uh, figurines that are that are out. So, mm. ooh, I love Rosin Maiden. Such oh, a good mm -hmm. anime. Yes, it is. I will I'll, offline. I'll send you both the links to the figures if you want to check them out. I just, I'm like, you know what? Click. This is not going to come around again. So. Enough about that. Let's get into tonight's news because Wild Spice has to bounce in 15 minutes because just like the rest of us, she works hard for the money. But the downside is she gets up before the rest of us do. It's like when I'm rolling out of bed, she's already got the headphones on doing customer service support. And there's the IV of caffeine right attached right, <laughs> right to the veins, you know? And then Ari is like, amateur as he's walking by you know in his full his uniform with the iv drip and there's like three bags of coffee you know i can't drink coffee it makes me shake too much well so. it's just ivs of caffeine it just it just looks like it just looks like coffee because we got it colored 
<laughs> tea. <laughs> yeah, and Mako's like, God damn you all. She sips her tea. And then there I am. I'm just like, you know, what? I'll just sleep on the subway and just get coffee when I go to work. So. Oh, man. Um, we're going to talk. Let's about... go. Yeah. Now, now what first thing we're going to talk about is the believe it or not the Japanese cabinet is is having meetings about industry wages in the anime industry, and this is something that we've talked about from time to time about you know people who want to be anime artists, anime designer, they're not getting paid as much money. You know, you know it used to be where you know we saw, we heard about this a lot, especially when you're doing hand drawn cell painted animation, but now a lot of it is tablets and servers and rendering and stuff it's gotten better but the but the stress of it is still there you know and people aren't getting paid what what they what they're owed for the most part you know so uh-huh. this happened in a meeting about a couple of weeks ago uh, assembly member Hiroyuki Moriyama asked the following question. I have heard that wages for animators in China are an order of magnitude higher compared to Japan. Are you aware of this situation? In the response to that, the cabinet speaker brought up the JACA. It's the Japan Animation Creators Association, or some like to call it Janica. They brought up their 2019 report that tells that the average income of the industry has been rising, but younger people in their 20s are underpaid as a group. So basically, the work on this, the Agency for Cultural Affairs is investigating on-the-job experimental training programs aimed at young talent. In the response, Assemblymember Moriyama stressed that overall wages might appear to be rising. The entry-level wages for people in their early 20s is as low as 1.1 million yen. Now, I think this might be a typo way it's translated here because it says that's about $9,500 so I'm going to double I'm going to double check this and see if that if that's actually correct yen 1.1 million yen well yeah that is correct 1.1 million yen is equivalent to $9,500 that is not a lot of money And anybody that wants that does that with that type of money, they have they must have a love for what they do and much respect on that. Now, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood director Yasuhiro Ide, who is a representative for Janica, commented on the exchange what was going on, pointing out that the average yearly wage was used in context also includes the amounts earned by directors and producers. Janica's focus is the in-between animators and key animators who earn around 1 million yen a year. Nevertheless, he does see worth in comparing the average wages across industries and hopes to keep working to provide more accurate and nuanced data through surveys in the future. Due to the dangers felt by makers and production companies, as well as changes in the animator's consciousness, reforms are starting to take place, but there's still a lot more work to be done. The Japanese Government Agency of Cultural Affairs launched its Young Animator Training Project back in 2010 with the aim of fostering the growth of domestic animation studios and tackling the concern that more of Japanese animation processes is being outsourced overseas. The project has spawned such works as Little Witch Academia, Death Billiards, which inspired the Death Parade anime, and Angaku Shoujo. 
The anime shorts train young animators on the job as part of the Agency of Cultural Affairs Young Animator Training Project. The project was previously known as Anime Marai. Okay, look. Everybody want, has that, that job or that field they want to go into. Me, I got lucky. Others, not so much. And some people, when they get into that field of work, it's not as much money as they thought it would be. So they got to work hard and prove their worth to make that type of money. For some people, they can do it. For others, not so much because higher up is taking so much more out. As much money as the anime industry brings in, you can pay these animators more than that. I see nothing wrong with like doubling their wages, you know? I mean, come on. It, it, it's crazy. And as Slime Boy says, animators definitely are not treated with enough respect. So true. So mm -hmm. true, you know? I mean, you bring in 9500 no, I can understand if you're living at home, but if you're on your... No, that's not... No. No. That's... I make... Wow. After taxes, I bring home five times as much money as that. That's, that's just sad. I hope these animators... Start getting paid what they're worth, so. And everybody drink up. Mm -hmm. Now that we got that out the way. Um, so much hydration. Yep. Thankfully, the restroom is right behind me. Anywho, Mako-chan, two-for-one fandom special. Yeah, so, um, let me get into that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we know that there's been some updates with the Universal Studios Japan, and it seems that one of those up updates is an update in the uh, Sailor Moon and Case Closed inspired treats. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, we have actually spoken of Sailor Moon returning with a deluxe version of its uh, 4D film. The park's new menu items based on the Magical Girl Classic are just as fancy and include parfaits, cakes, and gelatin snacks. There's also a full lunchbox complete with a tuxedo common burger and a little rose. Aww. There are cafe treats for case closed, including uh, sh one shaped like Conan's iconic red bow tie. Mm. Um, yes, the the dough is actually red. Yeah. Uh, there are also new treats and uh, new goods for both. Um, so there are hair bows, model cars, and take-home treats for Case Closed. And hair bows, towels, and henshin items for Sailor Moon. So this is uh, going to run from March 4th to August 28th. Uh, also on the docket are attractions based on Hunter Hunter, Attack on Titan, and Monster Hunter World. So uh, Universal Studios in Japan is revving up to uh, really showcase a lot of new stuff. And I really wish they would bring some of this crap here. Just saying. Mm. 
You know, I I I I had to concur about that. Yeah. I mean, there there are some series in Japan that, if brought here, would be just as popular, um, even if they don't do the full. You know, having having it done. You know, for months and months and months. But having it set up and doing, you know, one weekend a month kind of thing where they bring in some of this outside Japan um, kind of stuff, it would, I, I think it would do really well. I think it would attract a lot of people. Um, yeah, get a lot more people uh, into the, into the series at least, or at least. Yeah. Well, I, I think if they did something like that and said, Hey, you know, we're going to take and do a Japan takeover of universal studios and we're going to do it the first weekend of every month, starting in March until, you know, September or whatever. I I think they would find that a lot of people, um, <laughs> a lot of otaku, mm-hmm. would suddenly want to go to Universal Studio. And I mean, there's still, there are already a lot of people going for, you know, Harry Potter's and Universal and all of that. And now they've got um, Mario and all of that as well. But I think doing something like this and having a full, you know, anime weekend, I think they would also see that their uh, profits would increase. I, you know what? I when I when I was working at NBC, yes, I worked at NBC for a while. Um, we get a lot of there'd be a lot of tourists going into Thirty Rock and into stu- into NBC Studio Store. I mean, they could put up like stuff from Universal there, like. Like a small section, you know, they could do something like that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I geeked out when I went to Disney and went to Epcot and went into Japan in Epcot. And mm-hmm. they had a crap ton of anime merch, including Sailor Moon crap. So I, I went a little bit crazy getting crap like that because, <laughs> you know, there was anime shit in Disney. Well, that's true. I haven't been there in a long time, but I, but I still remember what you were talking about at the uh, Japan section. My friends and I have had this uh, this, this idea of get, going down to a Disney World and get and uh, wandering out Epcot and getting drunk at all the different countries. Mm. There's a very popular adult activity. <laughs> and apparently, if we're if we don't wake up pet, like face down on the It's a Small World ride, we're not doing it right. I know I said I was supposed to be going, I was planning to go to Universal, to Disney, but my connection there is leaving, so it's like, well, so much for that idea. Yeah, I want to head back down there. I, I have a friend that still works in the area. And uh, is able to get me into Disney and Universal. Um, I, I don't think I would take her up on that, but mm-hmm. I would definitely want to go at least hang out with her. Um, but I I haven't been down there since uh, senior year of high school. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and as um, as Slime Boy says, give the people what they want: cute food and anime themed cafes. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Next up. I won't tell you the last time I was at Disney. 
<laughs> no. Don't tell us the last time you were at Disney. I'll beat yo. I worked there too. Well, I interned there, but yeah. That we also knew. I could just imagine the stories you have, but we don't have time for that. You that need, would be a podcast. Yeah. I know so, you need. Anyway. To, you need to do your. <laughs> you need to do your article and go to bed. Yes, let's go. All right. So uh, we got this. Uh, we got Godzilla, Evangelion, Ultraman, and Common Rider. Four really cool things collaborating in Shin Japan Heroes Universe project. So uh, Shin Japan Heroes Universe, a collaboration project between the four films that Hideaki Anno has um, created. So Shin Godzilla Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time. Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen Rider has launched. The project's official website has opened up with a main visual newly drawn by Mahiro Maeda. This stream project is launched by Toho, Kahara, Subudaya Productions, and Toei, transcending the boundaries of the companies because of the connection with the films bearing the name Shin in its title. Um, starting with Shin Godzilla in 2016, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time, that is a long title, mm-hmm. <laughs> was released in know, 2021. Right? Yeah, it's a really long title. Um then Shin Ultraman is set to be released on May 13th, 2022, and Shin Kamen Rider will follow in March 2023. A wide range of events and projects, including merchandising, are being planned for the future, and more information will be announced on the official website soon. I will link to that in chat because there's a photo there. And CWR yes. says, I'm now imagining Shin-Chan Godzilla. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Shin-Chan the, Godzilla. There you go. This is the weirdest fanfic I've ever read. Look. Oh, God, I'm imagining Godzilla with Shin-Chan's butt. Doing the <laughs> elephant dance, it. right? He does the ass dance and yes. wipes it like ten city blocks. Oh, <laughs> my God. <sighs> okay, so. I am sorry for breaking putting that in your heads no no i'm not no it's that's hilarious i think that's tame compared to the fact that hideaki ano wants to helm this okay this is the man who got so pissed off at the ava fandom that he killed rei ayanami and the fans were like more this is the same man who put the screws to the english dub cast for the redubbing of Evangelion, okay? <laughs> and he wants to do this? Oh my god. To be fair, fuck Rei Ayanami, she sucks. Well, the fuck part did happen, so. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Super Bowl commercial for, like, investing in, like, crypto or something like that, yes. and it actually played. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah, song. I saw and that. And I tweeted that. You owe Evangelion an apology, motherfuckers. And as CWR, he says, get in the robot, Shin-Chan. <laughs> get in the robot! <laughs> but you know what? The fact that Ano is putting this together like a new Heroes universe, I only have one thing to say about that, really. Congratulations! 
Congratulations. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, we need to look into that later. Slime Boy says, is this the same guy who bought all the Rosalina Amiibos because he hated her so much? I don't think so, but... This is a man who worked on Ava while going through a nasty divorce and the fans gave no fucks to him about his divorce. They were just eating it, eating up Ava like it was red Kool-Aid. Okay. Drinking it up like it was red Kool-Aid. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's a trip and a half. And on that bombshell, Wild Spice is going to peace out. <laughs> everyone, everyone wave bye-bye to Wild Spice. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'll see you all later. Have a lovely rest of your night. Stay hydrated. We will. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right, Anna, she's out. Uh, I am going to... Let's see. Let's see. What's the next story here? Uh, Mine. Yeah. I got this one. All right, go ahead and take that. I'm going to go pu uh, put up... Um, Wild Spice's logo for everyone to see. Actually, nice. Okay. A premium scent of sake for comic book fans is now shipping in the United States. The Bleed Them Dry limited edition collector set features exclusive new artwork by Yoshitaka Amino, the guy who does all the artwork for Final Fantasy. Mm. It's based on Volcomics' Bleed Them Dry, a Ninja Vampire Tale comic book series. The artwork first issue is a cover art for the limited special edition of Bleed Them Dry, Released by Kinokuniya Bookstores in the U.S. in February 2021. The Ultimate set offers customers a private interview with Amino are currently sold out, but the following sets are still available. Mm. Uh, the BTD collectible set. You know, one, bo one box of a premium sake, black and red. A print with uh, the BTD sake illustration with digital autograph. And a video message from Amino introducing its vision for the sake cup collaboration. Uh, the Bloodthirsty Vampire set is uh, the only thing that's different is there's three pins usually featuring his uh, BTD Sockley illustrations and the Eternal Vampire set limited to 30 by the way mm. you get the <clears throat> you get the, uh, the sake the pins, the video message and an autograph board signed by Amino and he's really looking forward to the Bleed Them Dry Japanese sake brand launching in the U.S. And orders began in November. They are exclusive to customers based in the U.S. through the Takasen like online store. In-store purchase also available at Mitsuwa Dallas, sake only, and which was brewed by Zep veteran Japanese sake maker Azahara Shuzo. Mm. But, uh... I'd love to get this t this sake, but I didn't have to go down to freaking Texas for it. That reminds me, Mako, did you ever get your hands on that Pride sake we talked about a while back? No, I couldn't find it. Oh, damn. I wonder if the local Mitsuo by us might have a couple uh, cases of it. You'd have to get very lucky. Yeah, I I doubt it. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I'm, I know. But I'm just saying, it, it it wouldn't hurt to try. And if they didn't have it, on the plus side, tasty Japanese food, tasty Japanese food. Um, actually, 
uh, I know that Michelle has wanted to go to Mitsua for a while now. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I think we're all long overdue. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. That, um, that's so what Otaku's dream come true, isn't it? Just bombing out with voice actors and getting drunk on sake. <laughs> no, I am on the uh, Takasan website. The full set, which is uh, two bottles of sake, the artwork artwork with digital autograph and video message from Amino is two hundred and seventy five dollars. Yikes! Mm. The set, which um, is uh, artwork with another digital autograph. Uh, is $295. And it just goes up from there. Um, this is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just a bottle of the sake by itself, uh, you're looking at um, anywhere between 40 and $200. This is your sipping sake. Yeah, this is you, this you is definitely a shit. collector's item. This is not this is not something that you just sit there and guzzle down. Um I I am not surprised that it is this expensive, um, especially with Amino and uh mm-hmm. his stuff on there. Uh he is <laughs> It, even just to get his autograph at conventions is very expensive. I missed two opportunities, you know, for, I think it was, I missed two you opportunities got a link to, the, you know, uh, like, to get his autograph. Like to the sake itself. All I'm seeing is the, uh, the, the sets. And, you know, it's just no, that website models. only has it in sets. I'm just saying that that particular sake dealer deals in sake. That is 40 to $200 a bottle. You have a link to that. No, it's it's on that, it's on that uh, website. And if oh, you you and I think if you Google it, you might find it in some places with those high with those high prices. Yeah, I freaking love Amino's stuff. I am a fan because he does the um, Vampire Hunter D art. He does the art for Final Fantasy when it's the concept art. Um, he's done art of uh, David Bowie. So um, I, I'm very much a fan of his art. But to try and get him to sign the uh, Vampire Hunter D art book that I have is uh, never going to happen. Because his signature is very, very expensive. I can only imagine what he charges. Well, I do know the last time he was in town, it, it was at Anime Boston both years. And if you didn't mind waiting three hours for a free signature. Yeah. Um, the fact that that was free uh, surprises me because most conventions, I think the last convention that I saw him at a uh, signature was 150. See, but at, see, but you gotta understand at the time, it was that was the norm. You go to an anime con, and you got your free signature. You go to a comic con, you paid for the signature. Now that's basically has changed, and you got fans that are pissed off about that. And you know what? I understand it, and I get it. But that means the guests have a lower appearance fee, 
which allows the convention to have more guests. Personally, I don't think it's a big deal to spend 20 to $25 on a signature. I've done it. I have friends who are voice actors, and I have paid for signatures from them. So. Yeah, I'm on eBay currently, and the cheapest that I can find his signature on, I mean, granted, these are on lithographs, um, but the cheapest I've found so far is over $400. Good Lord. Yeah. Some of these, um, if they're limited lithographs, are in the $1,000 ranges. Like this one I'm looking at is um, almost uh, $7,400. Jesus. That's a whole lot of money. Yeah, this one, um, one of the Vampire Hunter D lithographs is almost $800. Okay, I'm feeling my balls go inert now. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny though you know it's i have sat there and said you know what i have the money to drop 500 bucks on these headphones i want and i can afford to do it but i just won't because it's 500 dollars. even though i will wear them and i will love them it's still 500 dollars. i can easily afford them without you know feeling it but again Five hundred dollars, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I something like this, I would absolutely love. Um, that would be a you know, family something like this. I would love actual art from Amino. As I said, I, I really, really like Amino, and I would imagine, love something imagine from him drawing you in their, his style. Um, I don't know that I would want. I, I would want something of a series that I enjoy. Um, Still. not necessarily of me. I would want a Vampire Hunter D uh, picture. I would want, you know, Vincent from Final Fantasy. I would want, you know, something like that, that, you know, would not just be of, you know, random art, which he does. He does, you know, fantasy series art. He does, you know, little chibi things. Um, But if I I was going to do something and get him, you know, get his signature on something with his art. I would want it to be of a series that I enjoy his art from. Mm. Or David Bowie, because his David Bowie picture is amazing. (laughs) Either or. Let's see. Um, I believe the next one is on you, Mako. Uh, yes. Yep. Going back to uh, talking about what people really want being cute food and mm-hmm. anime cafes. Um, it looks like the it looks like Tokyo is getting an eternal Sojo Cafe, which is going to basically hit the '90s nostalgia. So um, it is going to be called Eternal Sojo Cafe, and it's opening up in Tokyo. Uh, it does look like it's only going to be, you know, kind of like a pop-up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is residing inside of Parco, which is a shopping center in Shibuya. 
a total of five series, all adaptations of manga that were serialized in Anthology Ribbon are being saluted. Um, Hime-chan's Ribbon, uh, Akazukin Cha-Cha. Oh, yes. Red Riding Hood. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nurse Angel. uh, Ririka. Ririka. Kodomo no Kodocha. Or Kodocha. Kodocha. And Full Moon o Sagashit. I love Um, Kodocha. Yeah, so all the dinners will receive, all the diners will receive one of two placemats to keep. One with the series protagonist and one of uh, one the other where they're joining joined by select members of their supporting cast in super super deformed um, proportions. Um, they are really adorable placemats. Uh, for each series, there's a selection of themed food and drinks. Um, so you get Sana and Hayama's rice omelets, Maro-chan's chocolate chestnut drink. Um, Azukin Cha-Cha's dessert plate, Magical Princess Strawberry Milk, uh, Shine's Homemade Curry, uh, Takoto and Meriki's Green Onion Ramen, Full Full Moon Cheesecake, uh, Takato's Apple Vinegar Gelatin Drink, Maruko's Peach Vinegar Gelatin Drink, uh, Hime-chan and Pokota's Donut Tower, Pokota's Maple Chicken Donut Sandwich, which is a chicken sandwich on a donut. <laughs> um, and it just, it goes on from there. There are parfaits, there are drinks, um, all themed to these five different uh, sojo anime. Prices for the menu items range from 880 yen, which is about uh, $7.65, to 990 yen for drinks. Um, 1,320 to 1,430 yen for desserts and 1,540 yen for entrees. There's also a random hot latte coffee with one of 10 possible designs. Um, They are of the little characters. And as always, by the sacred law of Japanese anime-themed cafes, each drink order also gets you a random character art coaster Mm. with a whopping 17 in total. Uh, So it also has an attached gift shop, which offers an array of character merchandise such as pins, charms, pouches, hand towels... Uh, compact acrylic character standees, mini tour, mini tote bags, uh, clear files for each of the five series. Um, holy crap, there's a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, it, the cafe is open seven days a week. Um, they will be able to visit between March 7th and 21st. Um, so, yeah. Um, if you are in Japan, if you are in Tokyo, if you would like to visit, uh, they will be open between 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. So have fun and enjoy your 90s nostalgia. I know I sure as hell would, especially the Kodocha stuff. Hell yeah. Definitely looks like a lot of fun. I would love to go to all of these cafes. Like, that's all I want to do. I want to go to Japan, mm-hmm. and I just want to go and cafe hop. See, I would do that, but I would like I would I would have to just hit up like a corner ramen shop at least two or three. 
just a corner, just a corner ramen shop. That's what I would have to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I of course you would have to go and do all of that anyway. But you know, most <laughs> most of these cafes, you get an hour or an hour and a half to be in them. So you do two cafes in the morning. You go and have your ramen. You do two cafes at night, and then you go and play karaoke, uh, do karaoke, and get drunk. That is the Japanese way. See, for us, it wouldn't be called getting drunk. It would be called getting buzzed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, I don't like beer. And most of these places, that's a lot of what they serve. Luckily, I like sake. And sake is a hell of a lot stronger. Mako? I mean, I like sake, too. But y- you know, Ron and I will be going through this, like, giant ass beer bu- beer steins like they're nothing true mako with her uh sake bombs no just sake okay all right just call me ryoko <sighs> <laughs> okay washu <laughs> And our last story of the night before we get into strange news from Japan, um, we're going to talk about Sunrise Animation. If this thing will actually update. Uh, there we go. Looks like the studio, home to basically Gundam and Love Live, is being renamed. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the studio Sunrise was founded back in 1972. It had a few respectable hits in its early years, but as time went on, we hit to 1979, and it was a project that they that they worked on and started airing, the original Mobile Suit Gundam TV series. Now, it wasn't an immediate success, but the fan community eventually f- proved it to be an amazing series. And from that point on, Sunrise has done several Gundam sequels and spin-offs and other titles, such as Cowboy Bebop, The Vision of Esclafone, Outlaw Star, Inuyasha, and Jintama. In short, Sunrise has built up a lot of goodwill among anime fans, and yet it's about to get a new name. Back in October, Bandai Namco, a Sunrise parent company, announced that it would be merging Sunrise and two other entities into a single company. That merger is coming up in April, the customer beginning of the business year in Japan. And this week, Bandai Namco announced Sunrise will cease to be an official company name and the new organization will be known as Bandai Namco Filmworks. I don't like it. That company just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. They're merging um, Bandai Namco Core Arts and Bandai Namco Core Arts marketing together. In terms of management, though, it seems more like the two other companies are being absorbed into Sunrise, since Sunrise CEO Makoto Asanoma will remain in the top position at Bandai Namco Filmworks, since Satoshi Kawano and Yoshitaka Tao, the current heads of Bandai Namco Core Arts and Core Arts Marketing, will see their roles change to executive VP and senior marketing director, respectively, at BNF. That's what I'm going to call it from this point on. BNF. Bandai Namco Filmworks. 
I predict sooner rather than later we're going to get Heihachi Mishima piloting a Gundam. Uh, I give it a few years before they drop that name and go back to Sunrise. <laughs> well, when the news got out, medicines were, you know, they had their, their words on this. <clears throat> They've been Sunrise for so long. And now they're just going to change it. At least this will show up in the credits of rerun episodes. Sunrise is the name we grew up with. It'll be sad to see it go. However, many of commenters were passionately panicking about the Xeon pilots when they spot a Gundam on the battlefield. The Sunrise name isn't going away entirely. Even though the company name is changing... Bandai Namco says it will continue to use the Sunrise name and branding anime in order to maintain the identity of Sunrise anime and fan connections they formed around the world. So basically, you'll have Bandai Namco, Bandai Namco Filmworks Inc., and underneath it is Sunrise, Emotion, and other brands and so forth. And if you know Emotion, you see those in front of a lot of Dragon Ball Z uh, films. So I think overall, they're renaming the company as Bandai Namco Filmworks. But when animes come out, you'll probably you'll see that new logo and the Sunrise logo. That's what I see happening. So, so I don't think it's going to be that terrible of a thing. But I, I have an odd feeling they'll probably end up changing the name back. So, you know. And sorry about that. Something I caught in my throat earlier. I was just trying to, like, you know, whatever. So, anywho, we're at the part of the show that y'all really stick around for, you know, with the chaos and rigmarole. Meanwhile, in Japan, okay? So, I know we listed four articles. We're only going to do three for the most part. So, I I'll take know, the first one. Mm -hmm. I already know which one Mako is going to take. So Yeah, what one are you taking? Um, I'll take the second one. Alright, I'm taking the third one. See, I called that one. <laughs> so, we, first of all, we have a TV that doesn't show TV. And it's selling out fast in Japan. In December of last year, a Japanese discount store chain, Don Quixote, began selling the Android TV-equipped tunerless smart TV. This TV has no tuner, which view you know, terrestrial broadcast, but has a Chromecast built in, and is compatible with Amazon Fire's TV stick. Mm. Despite lacking the ability to watch TV, which some purists might consider the most important aspect of a TV, this device fell, flew off the shelves <clears throat> soon after its release. The reason is likely a December 2nd ruling by the, Supreme Court of, by the Supreme Court of Japan that a woman with a TV modified to block signals from NHK was still required to pay an annual fee. And it's a contentious issue, so much that an entire political party was formed because of it. In a nutshell, a broadcaster has outsourced the task of getting people to sign the contract for the fees. These collectors are notoriously aggressive, which is result in some equally aggressive ways to get out of paying for it. Buying a specially modified TV to accept every station but NHK is one way. 
but <clears throat> she's but the woman still had to pay because the blocking feature had the potential to be done at, at any time. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that many others with similar TV suddenly need of a new one that would keep NHK out of their pockets. And then mere days later, when the smart TV was released, Don Quixote never mentioned NHK explicitly in ads, but it quickly gained a re- reputation as, online as being NHK proof. Uh, there's a 24-inch models for about 189 US and a 42-inch one for about 284 US. They are they also underestimate how well these TVs would sell, and the initial run of 6,000 units didn't prevent some location from selling out. But hey, there's more in the way. Ugh. Ugh, pardon me. Uh, online commenters were a mix of reactions, with some saying like, "It's a monitor." This will be the new normal. I bet you a lot of people bought this thinking we'll let them watch other channels. You know, a lot of, wow, this is just you know, a, bi- a, a big monitor or a big tablet. You know. But yeah, people are uh, really getting behind this. Alright, basically, think of it as a smart TV without the tuner aspect. That's basically what it is. Because, like, my smart TV here, even though I have Fios and I have a box hooked up to watch television, let's say I didn't have that Fios box, I have it hardwired into my network and I can fire up the LG channels, I can fire up Philo TV, Pluto TV, any of that, and watch all this other stuff, you know? So it's basically that. And, I was just thinking... If the NHK, you know, collectors come around, they can just get back at them by throwing the TV at them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to waste 300 bucks. This is the NHK. And stay out. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So our next story is, is really something special. So it seems that a Japanese man was caught using fake IDs to sneak into matchmaking parties with younger women. Oh my god. So basically this this is what happened. So Fake IDs are not a thing in Japan because there's not a demand for it, especially in a country where bars and clubs don't card customers. You just go in, you know. The strictest thing is convenience store honor system of how you tap a touchscreen to confirm that you're old enough to buy beer, you know. But with the lax barriers to forbidden fruits such as that may tempt minors to pretend to be older mean teens that don't use any fake IDs. Police in Aichi Prefecture have filed charges against a resident of the city of Toyota for having falsified uh, falsified the date of birth on his ID, one that claimed that he was younger than he really is. The 47-year-old worker, who was born in 1974, was found in possession of a fake ID saying he was born in 1988. He also had a third, slightly less fraudulent ID listing his year of birth of 1986. So why did he have these IDs to drop his age as much? 
to meet younger women. In recent years, Japanese communities have begun holding matchmaking parties called Machikan events. These are often events of certain conditions that participants have to meet. Being a local resident is the most common, but many Machikan also specify age and range for those who can take part. The owner of the fake IDs were unhappy being locked out of these events for people in their 30s. And during questioning of this, he said that I wanted to trick people into thinking I was younger so I could participate in the Machikan events with young women. In 2021, he says he attended more than 50 matchmaking parties, almost all of which were supposed to be for 30-somethings. Wow. Now, dishonesty can never be the foundation of a strong romantic relationship. What the man in trouble with the law is how he was for faking his birth date. His two fake IDs were actually issued driver licenses, which he obtained as replacements after claiming to have lost his. After getting these replacements, he used his PC to print out a false uh, date of birth and address to cover up his real birthday and address. So now he's facing charges of using of making forged documents. Lovely. And that is a more serious crime than just verbally lying about his age. And all of this came down this past Wednesday, I believe. Uh, yeah, last Wednesday. Netizens were basically like, was he that desperate to meet young women? Sounds like one of those 430-something matchmaking parties are pretty great. Maybe I should go to one. If he's got the guts and gumptions to make fake IDs, it seems like he should be able to meet women by more normal methods instead. Some of those Machikan are really strict with the upper age limits, so I can see where he's coming from. As for how the man got caught, he was stopped for a random ID check in the parking lot in Toyota last October when the officer noticed he had multiple IDs. Oddly enough, the police have also stated they haven't been able to determine whether the man is married or not, meaning there's potentially one more reason why he shouldn't have been at those matchmaking parties. I get wanting to meet younger women, but damn. And as Bonds006 says, so reverse super bad, basically. And now we go on to our last story of the night, Mako-chan. Yeah, so uh, anybody that enjoys planetariums and cats will enjoy this. Um, It's not a cat cafe planetarium, unfortunately. But Tokyo's Konika Minolta Planetarium um, might be your new favorite spot. It offers immense light shows such as the 360-degree soccer experience. Visitors to the planetarium can lie back and enjoy the dome's unique exhibits. The newest exhibit is called Cat Starry Night, One Day in the Starry Sky. And the star of the show this time is a talking cat guide who you meet in a forest. Hmm. The talking cat then takes you on a magical tour of space, flying through the Milky Way, past shooting stars, and past the former Phyllis constellation. Uh, It's not just any old talking cat, though. The cat is voiced by Takahiro Sakurai who anime fans may recognize as the voice of Suguru Geto in Jujutsu Kaisen or Giyu Tomika in Demon Slayer. In addition, the voice of the narrator is provided by Yoshitsugu 
Matsuko, the voice actor for Inosuke Hashibira in Demon Slayer, and Kokichi Muta in Jutsun Kaisen. In addition to a stellar voice acting cast, visitors will experience the show while two aromas wafted through the dome. Mm. Cat forest scent and paw pad scent. The cat forest scent is a blend of silver vine, said to be similar to catnip, as well as marjoram, pine needles, and fruity scents, inspired by the mysterious forest where the cat guide lives. Paw pad scent is a more sweet, gentle scent with the aroma of cookies with floral and fruit scents. And of course, both scents are available for purchase if you want to enjoy the aroma at home. <clears throat> the show lasts about 45 minutes and is available at three locations throughout Tokyo. Uh, the Konaka Minolta Planetaria Tokyo in Yorikocha. Um, Ikebur, uh, Ikebur, uh, pe- pe- Ikebukuro. Pe- yeah, that. <laughs> and uh, Tokyo Sky Tree. Prices and show times vary depending on location. So if you are wanting to go, check their websites for additional information. The Planetarium recommends the show for cat lovers who want to experience a mysterious world, people who enjoy a good story, or people who just need to be healed. And, uh, yeah. cat on my lap while staring up at the the screen and just letting my mind drift. Yeah, this is actually a pretty cool-looking planetarium. Um, They actually have, you know, the normal chairs that recline back so you get the Mm -hmm. whole experience with the dome. But it does look like they actually have in the front row uh, beds or bed-like couches uh, in order to curl up and uh, really watch everything. So that's kind of cool. That definitely is cool. Yeah, it looks like uh, this one, one of the other planetariums, has, like, blankets with pillows. So it looks oh, like God, you're... Oh, God, you're going to fall asleep right in the chair. A lot of people go to planetariums just for that. Because they're very calming. Um, and they're supposed to be like that. You're, you're just, you know, stargazing. So a lot of people actually do go there to relax and, you know, just try and mellow out. And some do fall asleep. It's a giant <laughs> ASMR uh, it's like ex- exhibition. Yeah. I don't know why yeah, I, I mean, word. obviously it depends on what kind of program you're watching. If it's an educational one where you're going to have nothing but some guy, you know, telling you what's going on and what you see, you know, obviously that's not exactly you know, what you're going there. But a lot of planetariums just have the night sky and you see the constellations and the galaxies and things like that. And it's just gentle music playing. Um, So, I mean, it is, you know, it is there as a way to escape and relax. Sounds good. Uh All right, I think it's time to wrap up the show because we are running late because of technical difficulties from the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. Band turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We tell you what we like and don't like. 
If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime uh, reviews, editorials, cosplay uh, tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, links to our YouTube videos, links to our Facebook cosplay photos, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can take us on the go with you. Whatever you use for downloading a podcast, you can check us out there. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, you name it. Ten years of podcasting, definitely check it out. And don't forget to follow us on our socials. It's Anime Jam Session on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So follow us on those so you know when we have photos going up, videos going up, articles when we're going live. And I want to let y'all know, this week you'll finally see all of my Anime NYC photos. After tonight's show, I get everything done, I'll start uploading them. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And down below is our tip jar. You can click on our link to our Ko-Fi, our stream elements, and throw us a few dollars if you like. Um, throw us uh, some bits. We would appreciate that too. And it looks like auto-hosting is back. So, you know, auto-host us. Spread the good word. We'd appreciate that. It's the little things like that. And let's see. I think that's it for that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words. Uh, last words. Ari. I have three days of work until my vacation week hits. And they're going to be the longest three days I have ever felt. It feels like. Mm. Last words. Mako-chan. I'm tired, and I do not enjoy my my morning commute. I don't enjoy mine either, but I do. My last words, uploading photos, ice cream, and watching anime. Yeah, I, I think that's perfect. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. It'll be me, Mako, and Ari. So, yeah, I think that's it. So... I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. We'll see you all next week. Jamakane!